to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Gita Sharifi on the line. She is the Chief Financial Officer over at Radiant Health Centers. Uh, Gita, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so exciting to be on this uh, podcast with you. So I'm I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at Radiant Health Centers and um, some of the problems that you're addressing and attempting to solve. Um, But before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit. How did you get started in business? Sure. I mean, um, I graduated um, uh, with my master's degree, and then I started working um, as a finance person. So I started in a for-profit, big uh, global uh, for-profit, publicly traded, and then um, life just moved me to to a nonprofit sector. So I've been in a nonprofit uh, sector for about 17 years as a CFO. Um, and very involved in my community and do some board um, seats. Normally, I sit on four different boards um, and very excited about and passionate about the causes. So the causes basically drive me to work for whichever organization I, I, um, you know, started working. Um, So that's where I am. I'm here now as the CFO of Radiant. So if you were, you know, kind of um, giving, getting started again, so let's say we're talking to our, our college grads or maybe they didn't go to college and they're just getting started and they're considering a career in the nonprofit sector, um, what kind of advice would you give them? Sure, and I, oh, I've asked this question several times in the past, and I always advise, you know, college graduates to um, – start their career as an intern in a big five organization, learn the for-profit sector really well, and and gain some experience in a big five, you know. Um, And based on that, you know, then then they gain some experience, know how the for-profit runs. Because a nonprofit, even though we keep hearing nonprofit, nonprofit, that means no bottom line, uh, but there is return on investment in a nonprofit. There is a a positive side, you know, on the balance sheet and the income statement. So we always want to be um, proactive and learn, um, you know, those tactics that we learn in a for-profit and bring it to a nonprofit. So once you um, master that, I, I'd say a couple of years working in a, in a for-profit as an intern and hopefully you land a job in the same organization, in a bigger organization, then you um, – uh, tend to you know you can uh, you can work with the foundations that that for profit has you know gain some experience there, and then um, maybe take some classes in nonprofit and then move on to nonprofit if you're really passionate about a specific cause. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of like trends that you notice in nonprofit nowadays? Yes, I mean the trend that I'm noticing in nonprofit is that the giving has has significantly dropped. So there used to be a lot of uh, nonprofits would um, really depend on donations. 
And um, the, given the new tax laws, uh, 2018 or 2017, I believe, tax laws that was passed, um, people don't have that motivation to give as much because there's not that much of deductibles, you know, on their returns. Mm-hmm. So, um, so small givers are basically gone. So if we... Um, uh, so we basically have to change our model and focus on philanthropy people, people that are really dedicated, big hospital, big organizations, so big money, not not uh, those $10, $5, those are gone. People don't give like that anymore. So um, and diversifying funding, um, and, you know, maybe creating some social enterprise, you know, a side business for the nonprofit so you can gain some um, income there and feed into your um, nonprofit. So that's what I see, and that's basically the trend right now. Mm-hmm. All, all great stuff. Um, thank you for that insight. Uh, let's let's change it up a bit, uh, Gita. I want to talk more about what you're doing as CFO over at Radiant Health Centers. Um, so maybe let's just start with uh, what Radiant, Radiant Health Centers does and how they're helping um, to solve problems. Sure. Um, Radiant Health Center rebranded about a year and a half ago uh, from Aid Services Foundation, Orange County. And the reason they did that was because of the name, the stigma with AIDS and HIV. So majority of our population were HIV positive. But then um, uh, we also saw people that are non-HIV, so people that are affected or infected with HIV. Um, in the past, you know, we've been in business for 37 years. Um, the mission was basically to um, help people, help our clients to die with dignity. So when the medications came out for HIV and AIDS, people tend to live, long, live longer and be more healthier. So basically they live like a normal person, and you can't tell the person actually has HIV. So we had a lot of support and services for that population. So now we're trying to end the epidemics, and we're very close to that. So we don't want to go out of business. We want to serve and completely end the epidemic. So we rebranded, and we expanded our services to LGBTQ plus population. So uh, we know um, in any any community, about 50% of the LGBTQ plus population um, are homeless or, or they're low income or um, some form of uh, matters that they need support from a nonprofit. So we're there to help them, and then we're expanding and kind of changing our model to provide medical services. So we are not providing comprehensive medical services, and the plan in in March 2020 is to open a, a, a comprehensive and compassionate health center to serve LGBTQ+. That's um, with doctors and specialty and dental and all of that in Orange County. Wow, that's great. Um, and and I and I know that um, you know some of these underserved uh, communities are definitely gonna are gonna definitely benefit from you expanding that um, that mission is what it comes down to. And I can think about you know in my past, I, I, even in college, I mean, I volunteered with the Stop AIDS Project and a lot of different um, things um, you know surrounding the issues that the community goes uh, through. Um, what kind of are you noticing any trends kind of in the in the in the fight to you know um, treat and slash stop AIDS and uh, in, in that community? 
Yes. Um, so there is a medication called PrEP and PEP. So these two medications um, are the same medications that you give to the people that have HIV, but um, if you give it to the people that are highly sexually active that are non-HIV, um, they basically will not contract the disease. And we advise them to still use protection, but then about 90% they will not get the disease if they have um, unprotected sex or they're highly sexually active. So what we're doing is we're educating the emergency room doctors, we're educating doctors, the physicians, and, and the community at large, like you go to universities and all that, to educate people that if you get on this medication, at least you're protecting yourself. And then there's another medication called PEP, which is post-exposure. That is within 72 hours, if you think, oops, you know, there was a, uh, you think you might be getting the disease, then um, you can take that within 72 hours. But then, you know, you might, it might be a Friday, you know, and then you don't get to that medication. So we're trying to provide resources, and we also provide here on site. Um, if somebody calls and asks for the medication, we're uh, readily available providers to, that pr can prescribe. So these are preventative measures. So we're more moving toward preventative measures to end the epidemic. Mm, got it. And if uh, somebody's listening to this and maybe they're considering um, donating or volunteering or they just want to learn more, what's the best way for them to, um, to learn more about our Radiant Health Centers? Sure. I mean, I would direct them to our website. It's www.radianthealthcenters.org. And there's um, lots of information, and then there's lots of um, areas and different ways to donate. Uh, we currently have, um, I think, over $500,000 um, of skilled volunteers that we, um, we had last year. We had over 900 volunteers in general that served the organization. So, um, so it, the, the support doesn't necessarily have to be um, financially. You know, it could be, you know, manpower or in some other way. That's so they awesome. can see all of that on our website, yes. Perfect. Well, hey, Gita, I just want to thank you for uh, coming on the show today and for sharing more about your past and also uh, what you're doing over at Radiant Health Centers to help fight that epidemic. So really appreciate that. And to the listeners, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And uh, Gita, thanks again for coming on. Thank you.